Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my next episode of my podcast. Uh, for those who are viewing this on YouTube, it is cold in the United Kingdom where I am at the moment under house arrest. It is really, really cold and I am wearing a very warm jacket in the house. I made an effort of just walking out uh, because I'm trying to lose weight and uh, you would not believe it. I walked back into the house and I have been feeling cold ever since. I am also inundated. I am on Twitter and I am really inundated with, some people think I serve the British Army. So they have been sending me messages congratulating me because Scotland, uh, where they've had uh, successes in vaccinations, and uh, the British Army is being congratulated. And people have been writing to me, so well done, well done for what you're doing in Scotland. I am not in the British Army. I am a laughter Republic citizen. I just wanted to say that I serve the Laugh Republic Army rather than the British Army. So I don't want people thinking I'm pretending to be a British Army officer, far from that. But um, thank you so much for all the downloads. Um, it's really important to mention and say thank you. I am grateful. Without your downloads, there is no encouragement to continue like this. And we are now down to 30 countries have downloaded If Comedians Rule the World with President Abonja. So it is fantastic. Today's episode, I'm going back to my roots, back to my <laughs> roots, back to my former country, Nigeria. That is where I am going back to. And look, I like I said to you guys, I have met so many people along the way when I started my presidency and my comedy journey. And there's one person in particular uh, who I hold very dearly. And I say hold very dearly because uh, what I do um, is very strange to a number of people in my community. It's not um, the typical Nigerian comedy. And when you meet fellow Nigerians who support you, you've got to hold on to them like a, like a tread. You have to hold them on, onto them. I want to introduce you to Richard Olatunde Baker. Richard hey. Ola, Olatunde hey. Baker. Um, he is a percussionist, a producer, a teacher, instrument supplier you see nigerians they have various you know they put their hands <laughs> in everything yeah producer teacher instrumental <laughs> teacher and percussionist they do everything he is renowned for his sessions and performances with acclaimed african jazz and electronic artists around the globe uh, let me read some of his bio because it is very very important that you get to know uh, richard Richard was born and raised in the UK of English Nigerian heritage. That means he's Britico, he's a Nigeria butter. That means he holds two passports, the United <laughs> Kingdom passport, the blue one or the black one, and he also holds the Nigerian passport. I grew up listening to mostly African music and later developed a strong interest in various experimental avant-garde gems. My musical journey began at the age of 11 when he was self-taught, he self-taught himself guitar although I naturally gravitated towards drums during my early 20s. And actually, when I met Richard many, many years ago, I was really curious to see. I didn't even know he had other things he was doing. But I just thought, how is he earning a living by just drumming, you know? And, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's really important not to be prejudiced in any shape or form. But because I was raised in Nigeria and I, I went to some really uh, place, some places in Nigeria, where they make drums and, and they, they, they beat the drums. I always saw them as, as, you know, artists, but artists who will, you know, in one way, how, how do they make a living? So I, I just didn't understand how it worked for him. But he definitely, when you think about it, um, we are in the United Kingdom and there are lots of Africans in the United Kingdom. And with the fact that we have to make sure we go back to our roots, we have to be woke. As they say, you know, you can't be Oyibo, and when I mean Oyibo, <laughs> a white person for the rest of your life, especially those who have hope. You need to go back to your roots. So I can see how Richard is definitely uh, uh, making a living out of this. And uh, he's worked with many African pro, pro I can't pronounce it properly, percussionists in the 90s. My drumming foundations are firmly rooted in playing frequently at all at night African community events, as well as in African theaters. Notably, I'm an accomplished studio engineer producer, having originally trained at London's old Matrix Studios network. Look, the list is endless. I don't, he doesn't have to prove anything to me. He even has testimonials. He's played with the likes of uh, Tony Allen, 
Mulatu, Astatiki, and Shemukuti. Sting, sting, they, they, they sting. Are you serious? They sting. Wow. It's the sting. Uh, recording, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> He's not something. African, no. He's not African, but yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. But you have to name it. You have to name it. I love to perform, record, and travel and share my enthusiasm with others. Look, with no further ado, I am really pleased in this cold weather in Britain to have Richard Olatunde Baker here. Baoni, how are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. You know, the way you say, I, I used a little bit or I greeted him with some Yoruba, the way he responded with Yoruba, that didn't sound Yoruba at all. That just sounded like <laughs> <laughs> something else. But look, thanks for your time. I know you're a busy man. We haven't mm -hmm. spoken in ages. I met Richard. Uh, he came to my show many, many years ago, many, many years ago. He surprised me and I was really pleased to have him there. And I have followed his journey on social media before the lockdown, the first lockdown. We used to talk a lot. And then, uh, you know, you know how it's like people just shut down and have to do what they need to do. So it's good to have you here, Richard. So how's it been? How have you been coping uh, since since March, uh, March of last year? March. Well, we were lucky because there was nice weather. So, um, and I'm in sort of semi-countryside here. So I could pretend that it wasn't all happening. To be honest, it didn't really, I was kind of all right for the summer, you know, even though the work went down and things, I was in countryside, the weather was good. So for a while I was in denial um, and it was fine. But now the cold is setting in and um it's tough you know there's no touring for us musicians mm -hmm. so it's very 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 tough but we have zoom <laughs> which helps a bit yeah yeah the zoom the zoom has i don't know who created zoom i never knew about zoom until the lockdown uh, started and uh, mm. uh i i remember skype i hadn't even used skype talk less of FB Live, all of a sudden, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> I can imagine that those people who invested in Zoom, you know how much the shares of Zoom is now, they'll be making a killing. And, and what's really yeah. interesting, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that people are making a killing during this lockdown. It's just unbelievable. You yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah, so many people have, have been completely destroyed by it, and other people are like, keep, keep this going a bit longer. I'm, yeah. things, you know, they're making a little, quite little extra money there, so. Um, yeah. I said to you, I am the first, first uh, human being, I think, to go on a dating site, arrange a Zoom date with someone, and the person doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get their photograph or, or just this blank screen? Uh, it was just uh, uh, iPad, just an iPad, <laughs> and that's it. I didn't, <laughs> just blank. She failed to show up. So that my, that's my first Zoom, <laughs> Zoom stand-up. Um, but on a serious note, uh, you you have a lot of things going on for you. You've got lots of projects. And mm. I, I have to say, normally with my guests, I would say I'm disappointed that they don't have my poster behind them. <laughs> but you have what is almost, I'm sure it's very African. There's that big thing there. Is that a drum? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's, um, that's actually a South African um, Ngoma drum. It's, do you want me to get it out or is it, is it heavy it's um it's not too heavy it's just very big oh yeah okay wow it's one of these drums it's kind of like ornamental but i do like to play it sometimes okay 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 so how many drums do you have <laughs> i don't know really they're, they're, i don't know well it would be hundreds okay definitely. yeah not thousands hundreds yeah, yeah. wow Wow. Okay. So you have you have a hundred. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start with your drum. So you have a hundred drums. Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hundreds. Yeah. Uh, that's like almost a thousand. Not up to a thousand, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's, so they, are they from different countries? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I specialize in Nigerian drums, but I mean, yeah, we've got this South African one here. I've got some Namibian. Ngoma, got some Zambian, because I like the big ones as well. Um, some obviously some Yoruba drums, some Ghanaian mm. drums, um, all kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a. Um, I'm not a hoarder, but I am close to it. Okay. okay yeah, cool. yeah. So which ones? Like which one? Will, uh, so, which one is your favorite? Oh, you know, of course, my favorites 
is the Batoki okay. drum. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's what why I only I only ever wanted to drum was to play it was I wanted to play these drums. That was the only thing. And then I found myself playing others. But that was it. I just wanted to play talking drum, nothing else. <laughs> so tell us for those of us who don't know, because uh, this podcast has been listened all over the world and will be viewed by people on YouTube as well. Mm. You, the talking drum, what is that all about? What the, Because mm -hmm. for me, yes, I was raised in Nigeria briefly and from Akure. And I used to see, I used to go to Nigerian parties where my father's parties, where I would just see people playing with it. I never really understood it, but I could, I, I just love the sound of the, of the drum. Yes. But I never really appreciated what it was like. So tell us a little bit mm. for us who need to be educated on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I used to also hear, because my, my dad had all these records, I would hear the drum, but I didn't know what it looked like, you know, for, for years. I just hear this, because I love this sound. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then because it's called the talking drum, it became obvious that it's not just making nice sounds, which of course it does, but we're actually saying things and how do people understand because it's a tonal language mm -hmm. because there's thousands of proverbs which are kind of laid there as you know so embedded in the culture mm -hmm. there's also new proverbs there's praises you know which so so obato eru oba nimoba obato don't laugh at my yoruba but uh, so the drum the drum says stuff so it's not um vaguely saying stuff it specifically says stuff but it says it in a musical way so inside of the music if it's playing with a band or or even if it's just a procession there's music and then while there could even be a singer but the drum will be saying something maybe the same as the singer or maybe different so there's another narrative going on so it's a, it's a narration Mm -hmm. It's a narration tool, so the drummer has to know a lot. Or people can ask the drummer, "Can you play this?" And you'll play that for them. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. is so, it uh, is it also that because uh, well, I remember when I was growing up, I was and I used to listen to it. It felt that like it had some kind of spiritual. The, 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 the there were messages, but it had it seemed to have some kind of spiritual connection as well. Is that what that is about? The, that the cost of the way the it sounds is like it's drawing you in. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does that. I think this drum, um, unlike say the bata drums, the mm -hmm. which are more spiritually rooted, perhaps, or, mm -hmm. or, or, or uh, on even though it, it is, you can play it in a ceremony. It's migrated across genres and across social settings mm -hmm. more than say other drums. So, so this one is, um, I mean, you could say something spiritual, but the drum itself is is. Uh, multi-purpose it's not necessarily just the spiritual drum that's why okay. it's become popular because everybody can play it even those of us not born into drummers family as you know you mentioned the drummers used to see mm -hmm. if you bear the name mm -hmm. in your in your family name that means you're from the drummers family so only those people would play mm -hmm. but now of course everybody's playing women weren't supposed to play it now we've got some amazing amazing female drummers so it's it's um it's opened out quite a lot, you know. You're, are you joking that women were not allowed to play the drums? Why? Um, rather than being banned from playing them, let's say like with the bata, where mm -hmm. it was just it's not done, it was not encouraged, it was not noticed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there, there, there could have well been some women drummer back, back in the day, but there wouldn't have been uh, taken seriously. Whereas now, because there's the novelty of a woman playing it, but further than that there's some mm. good female drummers you know wow. so um, wow you also use the word bata drummer what we're drumming what's the difference between a talking drum and a bata drumming yeah the bata i mean i've got some here but unfortunately they're wrapped up okay don't worry they're sort of conical drums that are big on one side and small on the other and you play it sideways mm -hmm. um and you have the sort of the fatter face with a deeper sound and it has some sort of paste on it, sticky paste. And mm -hmm. then you beat the other side with a leather, it's called Bilala, a leather strip. Mm -hmm. And those drums uh, are really for Shongo. So those are spiritual drums. They're really for the, 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 the Orisha. Um, and uh, they speak as well though. Okay. Those drums do speak as well. Perhaps okay. harder to tell what it's saying, but it, yeah. Uh, yeah. But do I, am I also right that in terms of the talking drum, it's more of, 
those who they they hire them more for part for either uh, social engagements compared to the other drums. Is that mm. correct? So I I, I remember yeah. I used to see maybe if maybe if someone was arriving at the party and they were very important, then they'll start. I don't even know what they're calling their name. They just I just I just hear them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know that? It's, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so these these like I said, um, social, you know, yeah, funerals, weddings. Okay. It's not that Bata couldn't be there, but because mm. they have that association um, more with a, a spiritual thing, whereas this is a more of a social, okay. uh, become more of a social drum, I guess. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and you 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 play other instruments. So you used to play the guitar, or you still play the guitar? Do you? A little bit. Just okay. to get ideas for other things, but not really. I'm not a guitarist. Okay, but why? <laughs> why drumming? Why? Why? What inspired you to go into drumming? Well, I think it was inevitable because I grew up in. If I should give my age away, I grew up a long time ago. Okay. When, <laughs> when in UK, uh, African drums were that. It wasn't cool. It wasn't. Um, uh, it wasn't sort of known about much mm -hmm. and uh, but i grew up listening to all kind of music not mm -hmm. just from nigeria from all kind of all parts of africa mm -hmm. so that was just like there meantime i was going to school in england with people who had no idea about this <clears throat> sort mm -hmm. of other part of my life mm -hmm. um and so when i moved out from moved in into london i left uh, home and obviously mm -hmm. moved to london that's when i started experimenting with stuff mm -hmm. and um it was just something I had in, in me from, from, you know, when I was a little boy and I wanted to now play these things that I was mm -hmm. I spent my time listening to. I never, mm -hmm. I never played them when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I was kind of playing catch up. <laughs> okay. How did, how did your parents respond? So you started, I, you, I know you don't want to tell me your age, but you started, <laughs> play, but you started playing at a very young age. Is that correct? Or you were playing around? I played a bit late. No, I started 20. Okay. 20 so you started something. Yeah. So how do they, and when did you decide that you were going to do this full time and not be a, a lawyer or teacher or engineer or doctor? And uh, yeah, I already know I didn't want to be one of those. But mm. um, yeah, when, uh, after a couple of years of playing it, but I didn't know how. I remember telling even my first teacher and saying, I want, I want to play these drums. I want to do this. I want to make mm. music. And it's just like, but how am I going to live? you know how are you gonna get paid to do this and if you do how you'll get paid once and then when's the next job you know so i had no no pathway laid out for me to find it <laughs> oh yeah just like any other thing that you want to do and yeah, your parents yeah. were they were they happy that you were doing this at the end no <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but they were also that they were always supportive okay. so they um obviously didn't understand or like what i was doing but they didn't try to stop me okay uh except for when i went to start when i was trying to now when i went to uni i wanted mm -hmm. to study music at least to sort of have some and they didn't let me do that okay so, so I, you're telling me this was all this is all self-thought uh yeah but then i found teachers you know i found people okay like, i was you know what i was so lucky i've some of the, the records i used to listen to mm -hmm um back in the day you have the big 12 inch you know you look at the sleeve and read mm -hmm. i got to play with those people or i got taught by some of them you know some yeah. of the guys who played with emeliza obey or mm -hmm. sunny ade mm -hmm. or uh, ayan the first who plays with um salawa mm -hmm. so so that was lucky mm -hmm. <laughs> or i don't know i just found them you know so okay. in london everybody is there anyway yeah and yeah, also so. what, what i do remember because obviously i i left uh Nigeria arrived in the UK in the mid 80s and then um, I lost really lost contact with that drumming side of it until when the South African band came to the UK and they were touring and I could okay. hear them beat the drums they weren't talking drums but they were just really those I don't know what they call them but they, they, were, they were just so wonderful to hear and I just thought oh wow I used mm. to listen to you know, I, I I appreciated this side of me, and then I yeah. lost it in a way. Mm. Is 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 South African drumming more? Um, does that have more exposure than Nigerian drumming, for example? Uh, in the UK, I would still no. I'd say because the Nigerian communities are, are a lot larger here, mm -hmm. it's not there aren't South Africans and. 
um, and I can't claim to know about South African drumming, but yeah. um, no, I'd say that the Nigerian drumming is more, is there's more of it here. Okay. Um, because of the, 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 the social scene, the Nigerian scene is, you know, there's, and the churches, of course, okay. I think we shouldn't forget that the white garment churches are responsible for the, the keeping the talking drums alive amongst okay. other things, you know. When you say white garment churches, so there's what do you mean by one? Sele, so? you know. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amongst other things, but you know, you you look at it and you think, yeah, there is, it's it's a talking drum festival, you know. Uh, so you, you <laughs> Apart you from yeah, Okay, so you you have your Nigerian market, but are you also uh, do you have white audiences as well? Oh, I see. For for what I for yeah, what I do, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because I put myself out as a percussionist, so I do play lots of other instruments. So, okay, but I I keep it. You know, I do what I do, and I like it. So I have my kind of niche. I don't do pop music or anything like that, really. Okay, cool. So it's not that they wouldn't be white audience because the African music of different sorts is mm. is so much more globally known about and bought you know that the market is there so mm -hmm. so yeah and and same with my instrument sales because i sell instruments um to all kind of percussionists so you know some top percussionists who do do some of these pop big uh pop gigs and that mm -hmm. so, there, so yeah there, there is a white audience as well yeah okay. for sure okay yeah. so mm. do you do you where do you get the drums from do you make the drums or did you export them or is it export yeah, imports. Yeah, imports. Yeah. Sorry, import. Import them. Do you import them yeah. into the UK? Yes, I, I I import a lot of stuff from Nigeria, Benin, Togo, Ghana. Got some stuff from Tanzania. Um, but I also do a lot of. The, I don't do. I don't do the woodwork. Mm -hmm. But I'll make. I'll do the skinning of the drum. You know, the stitching of the drum. I didn't do this particular one, but okay. the stitching of the drums um, and other instruments. You know, shakere and mm -hmm. the yeah. bells and. So so yeah, I make stuff and all repair because with these instruments you have to keep them, you have to keep them uh, refreshed. So you know, put a new skin every six months or it depends. Okay. So I'm involved wow. with that. Mm. Wow. Um, I, I was just so happy to be doing it because originally I wasn't going to do it as a the, the instrument sales part. You know, apart yeah. from before, I wasn't going to do that as a business. So I had no interest. And people were saying you should do it. And I'm like. I just want to play them. And then I realized, <laughs> well, if I'm going <laughs> to spread, you know, the, there's a, there's an issue with uh, what was an issue with respect for mm. these instruments, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody likes the Latin um, percussion, the, the, yeah. the congas and the bongos and the timbales, yeah. which are great. They are, mm. they're amazing. Mm. But there's a kind of inherent disrespect for, for a lot of African instruments and people think they can treat them anyhow, or yeah. it should somehow be really cheap, should mm. be like, like um, fair trade prices you know well, can i give you a fiver for it mate it's just like hang on a minute this is a crafted instrument yeah, from a yeah. from a, a, a highly skilled craftsperson so mm -hmm. so what i set up for myself was to actually kind of help contribute to getting these instruments up in the in the scale of how people view mm -hmm. african instruments and obviously that will filter to how people hopefully respect Africans yeah, yeah. And, and African cultures, you know. Do, do you think you're missing a trick? Because what's really interesting about um, music in general, especially Afrobeats, and I'm not talking about Felano, Kilapu, Kubiti, I'm talking about the likes of Bonaboy and, and all these, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's how that market has really um, grown. It's just a different ballgame entirely. Davido, yeah. you know, you, you can name yeah. them all, they're, they're all over. Um, and they become internationally recognized and they're successful. And you you wrote off, oh, I don't do the pop bit of it, but don't you, think, <laughs> don't you think, this is me just thinking aloud, don't you think that probably you're missing a trick in terms of oh. introducing drums into, into pop? Oh, well, when I say pop, I, I guess I was I was probably talking about the whites because that, funnily enough, I got the call for, for that, you know, the Burner Boy, the Wembley gig, I oh, yeah. got the call I mean, they called all the talking drummers actually. Okay. I, I didn't get it in the end. But mm. so Bernard Boy put brought talking drummers on to stage. Oh, you see, I don't know if you're at that show, if you see clips of it, he brought talking drummers on because he excellent. he's one of the people who's who not the only one, but you know, he he wanted to show, yeah, we're doing this, but 
yeah. this is where we're from. This is exactly. So, exactly. so no, I, I rate the guy, you know. Okay. Uh, so when I say I don't do, do pop, I would have done that one. I can still play for you, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and, and, well, I yeah. think I was probably talking about, you know, the sort of, um, I don't know, I don't want to slag anybody off or name any names, but mainstream pop is just not really my thing. Look, 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 <laughs> and this is not about slagging, but I, I fully understand that you have you have values and integrity, you have, there are things that guide mm -hmm. you. And you've got mm. standards, just as similar as I, I wouldn't just do any comedy, you know, I have to do comedy that's intelligent, you know, that has a mm -hmm. message. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I can understand yeah. where you're coming from and you don't want to lower your standards. So we're just asking um, asking a question in terms of um, um, things that might happen um, in, in the future in terms of your your, your drumming. So mm. that's that's really um, interesting in terms of the, the drums. I, I, I certainly remember going to Camden Market a while back, just before before the pandemic, and I took a walk because that's where I get my army uniforms. And um, I saw some drum, I saw some drums. I saw people selling drums, and I I didn't realize that the drums were so cheap the way they. But I I actually got offended. This is what this is what pisses me. This is what I get offended when I see people who don't know anything about Africa selling African artifacts. Okay. That, that yeah. Really, really. I know that feeling. That really. Having me said off. that, having said that, well, I set up a stall as well because I have got my online shop. But every once in a while, I've done a stall, and even though I see what you're saying, there's some people who look at me and see or you bought and they'll just come up to me what do you know can you play it and then i'll pick it up and i'll play something from you know musilu or whatever some mm -hmm. sort of apala thing and they're like oh so yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't do that if i didn't know a, a bit about it i don't claim yeah. to know it all but um that's why i'm doing that's why i'm doing it because i don't want it to be this thing oh he's got this little thing from africa yeah, you know yeah. no 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 because that well, that's a that's 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 going to affect a lot of other things. I'm not saying all Africans have to be drummers or something. Mm -hmm. It's just that if you if you spit on your own heritage, it will come back. Yeah, Someone yeah. else will pick it up yeah. and take yeah. it and carry it away. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. so you you so you're basically saying to me that when people come to buy your stuff, uh, they just assume that you're all you bought. And when we walk for my viewers and listeners, what that means is that. He's a mixed race. Uh, so, is it your who's who's white between your parents? Is it your mother or your father? Actually, here's the funny thing. I was talking about my dad in the the record scene. Mm -hmm. He had all his music. He's mm -hmm. Oyibo. My okay. mother is Yoruba. Mm. Wow, wow. So it's the, it's the opposite of what you expect. So it's good, like it's too much for people to understand. So I, I, I but, you know, but you I, need to, I, but you need to you need to explain that because that that's that's I, I need to I need to dwell more on. on, on <laughs> A lifetime of explaining myself. I I, I can't. So, okay. uh, but no, I'm no, not actually, I'm not actually, I will today. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so, what what made him um, enjoy that kind of music? Was it because of your mom or? No, no, no. He was um, yeah. Before he met, he was just one of these people who was in, fascinated with um, many other cultures other than English. But um, yeah, he, he had a he was fixated on on all kind of african music in fact he probably knew more about east africa than than uh, west africa but okay but he's this honestly we had egyptian we had as i said south african mm. a lot of zulu stuff mm. uh tanzania nigerian stuff mm. i mean he was just fascinated there was uh, when stern's records who are still going now but stern's record used to be a shop in uh uh, what's that tube station next to the one after is it dean street or i can't remember there's a tube station um, yeah. with stern's records used to be this little shop next yeah. to you know and so he was one of the people who'd go there and just buy 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 like in, you know in the 60s mm -hmm. you know in the late 50s mm -hmm. so um uh, and it was just there at the, in the in our house so you know there's no way we wouldn't be affected by it wow <laughs> wow so you you also mentioned you have how many talking drummers do you have in the UK? Talking drummers in the UK is a plenty. Oh wow, there's talking drummers here, like, and they're sprouting up. You know, from they're, they're starting from from six seven years old as they should be. And um, you know, one example would be this guy Moses, um, who's who was he's a YouTube sensation as a like a seven year old. This little mm. boy, did you know? <laughs> he's like in his you know early 20s now it's mm -hmm. fantastic drummer mm -hmm. so there's so much 
talent grown here even in the yeah. UK. You know? So how do you how do you know? Because they were talking drummers and they're talking drummers. How do you know that someone is an excellent talking drummer? <laughs> well, um, the accuracy of their playing in terms of their intonation. Okay. Um, if they know what to say, if they're mm -hmm. saying anything at all, yeah. or whether they're just making noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I remember the first time I tried a solo, and so, yeah, very, very, very good, very good. But, you know, you know, if you're not saying anything, they're mm -hmm. just making noise. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I, then I took it upon myself to make sure I was learning, because it's like, yeah, this drum isn't supposed to be a decoration. In mm -hmm. fact, all drums are talking drums. All mm -hmm. drums are talking drums. So a drummer mm -hmm. should have something to say. Mm -hmm. you know other than just bang 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 <laughs> so i will i will put this to you and before we end the um podcast interview but something you need to consider because um i i don't know whether you ever played a drum for a president before um yes or no you i played I, play, I think i played for you once but no i haven't no no, no you haven't yet and um <laughs> i i have a national anthem uh for laughter republic um it's going to be really interesting to see how either you play that i don't know whether you can play that because that means i have to sing it or <laughs> if i was on stage i'm assuming assuming that you i was a real president and it was my inauguration yeah like mm -hmm. biden and i invited you on the day of my inauguration to welcome me to the stage before i give my inauguration address how would you mm -hmm. what would you play it would be that obato. Um, I mean, there's a couple of ways to do it. So there's a. Okay, you will so hear what, that one a lot. Yeah. What the, what does that mean? Tell us what that the obato. Yeah, so it basically was saying that it's, it's only the king that we fear and, and we respect, you know. Wow. Um, yeah, there's there's a quite a few like that. Or there's the uh, oh, okay, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. kind of sort of grovelly stuff like that okay, <laughs> and then so, you have to spray, you have mm -hmm. to spray me. yeah i have to spray you I, and i don't believe in spraying so spray <laughs> is is um in night on night nigerian parties you 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 flaunt your money by spraying uh the 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 musician the musician might call your name or oh, president of on job laughter republic and the more he calls your name the more you get the money out because he wants money from you and you put it on his forehead <laughs> <laughs> I have, to, then I have to ask you, I have to ask you that obviously you play, when you play, you play to perhaps people who have never heard a talking drummer play or they've never been exposed to that type mm. of drumming. Do you get a response? Do you, do you, do you get a, a sense of how they're responding, that they're enjoying it or they're just thinking, what the hell is this? Yeah. So, no, you're, you're very right. Because some people will love the sound of the drum, the mm -hmm. aesthetics of and it would be amazing. And mm -hmm. sometimes you might have to do something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to, to let them know that the drum is <laughs> that's funny. Doing something else. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> Is that, that what, what was that one now? Uh, London Bridge. No, it's London Bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's really In fact, I believe Sheila Peters had done that a long time ago. Already. <laughs> yeah, and I could, I, again, you know, I, uh, it's a shame what's happened uh, to the to the comedy industry at the moment. I I said the comedy industry, live comedy entertainment, is on a ventilator. But um, what <laughs> I what I used to do, as you know, I used to perform shows in Edinburgh and. Um, it, it was predominantly a white uh, uh, event because you mm. hardly had that many black um, performers there. And I had this idea, and maybe that's something we can talk about as a project for the future, where you know I have a comedy show and I want to show my 
the African side of me and I have drummers and people dancing, you know, just like a typical African detective, not a westernized one, you know, and I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about you uh, before the lockdown, how can we make that real? But that's something we can talk about outside. And I think that would work because yes. um, I had, I certainly had people who, the people who enjoy my comedy are people who have been to Africa or know about Africa or are curious about Africa and yeah, yeah. they yeah they, they they tend to embrace it. Well, that's that's good. So, what, what are your plans for the future? What are your what 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 apart from the lockdown? You you mm. obviously are, you're not affected by the you you're affected by the lockdown in terms of live performances, but it hasn't really affected your work. Are you busy? Very busy. Um, I'm starting to get busy again now. So okay. because it's almost like everybody's now starting to have to adjust there's more more people are now adjusting so like yourself um doing zoom performances <laughs> uh, and pro some projects that you know and school sc stuff with schools you know mm -hmm. i'm actually i've been into a couple of schools a few months ago i don't know at the moment but uh, mm -hmm. uh so more of the same really or more you know just get, getting back to to um, uh, but I'm always on the lookout for interesting projects, though. So, uh, yeah, for the future, you know, not just the same, but I'm looking to expand just more, more interesting stuff. I've done a little bit of acting as well now. So, um, you know, you might see me. Ah, where? <laughs> we'll see. East, EastEnders? <laughs> not quite EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> More you, of the arty kind of stuff, you know. Okay. Oh, cool. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> you you mentioned um, schools, and I'm trying to get it in my head. Um, why would a school hire? I know it's all part of education, but can you just explain why mm. a school will hire you? Is it because it's part of their curriculum to have an African culture, or it, have you seen an emergence? You know. Have you seen an increase in your workload because of Black Lives Matters and and and? Okay, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to, to, sort of like traditionally, this thing, um, you know, they'll call you in October for Black History Month. Well, I work all year round, so I, yeah. I actually try and get booked as possible. I don't, it's not that I don't want to do Black History Month, but it's just like, please, that's just not really uh -huh. that's that, you know. Uh, so what? Schools quite often do international projects. They might mm -hmm. have, um, you know, it could run into all kinds of themes. There's one school I do that every year they do a Kiriku day. I don't even know about the story of Kir Kiriku. Is, it's a Senegalese, it's like a okay. one of, okay. and it's been wonderfully um, cartoonized and mm -hmm. so, and it's very popular. So mm -hmm. sometimes I'm doing something to fit a school's theme mm -hmm. um, or it is just general education, you know, it's just uh, sort of, they that they want to find out to do a, a fun activity not just talking drums but other drums mm -hmm. they want to do a fun activity that's going to help with teamwork and discipline because drumming mm -hmm. does all these things that you know mm -hmm. um and that you know i'll go back once or maybe twice a year and i'll be sort of part of um their sort of learning process and obviously it goes into the music curriculum mm -hmm. as well because i mm -hmm. teach them music is not just bang 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 you know there's a lot more to it mm. uh, so it actually fits quite a lot of fits into a lot of um categories oh, excellent. yeah wow mm. and these are schools um in london or they're all over the uk all over the uk yeah i used to just look at london now i, I go everywhere yeah wow. and all kinds of schools as well a lot of um what do they call them sen special needs schools okay. uh, referral centers as well Mm -hmm. um because it, it just fits into so many categories yeah. for, for what the needs of young people are and mm -hmm. um so yeah all kind of schools and staff as well sometimes i'm doing a staff meeting and uh it, it's it fits to their whatever it is that you know the theme of teamwork or whatever wow so you mm. could be you one maybe one day you could be invited to a cabinet meeting maybe a cobra meeting uh, exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wow, wow, that is really, really interesting, which is what I thought it would be. There's a there's a theater, there's a theater company called the Iroko Theater. Iroko? I've worked yeah. with Iroko for about 15 years. Yeah, wow. I know Iroko very, very well. Oh, oh wow, I mean, wow. They, they've been part of my development because um, we've done all kind of, in fact, the most recent project I did with them was uh, Speaking Without Voice. Okay. And included a lot of work on the talking drum, working with communities, uh, doing yeah. recordings. 
Yes, so Iroko have been really important part of my my personal work. Is that you know wow. they're, they're, they're on this very similar path. Mm. Yeah. What what have been the challenges for you? The challenges, well, like you said at the very beginning, how do you make a living from doing something that some people think is is a hobby? You know, mm -hmm. keeping keeping yourself busy um, and not you know and being able to plan mm -hmm. ahead um that, that that's those are the sort of main challenges probably those are challenges of a lot of musicians anyway yeah but yeah. um with with what i'm doing as well when you when you do get in then some people are like yeah but what do we need talking jam for you know so mm. you've you've got to sort of find a way to you know because i'm on a mission to make these instruments be everywhere not just yeah. like at a special time when they say now it's time for africa no no, no. i want this thing there all the time mm -hmm. so um that's that's the challenge that's my ongoing challenge is mm -hmm. it's working out mm -hmm. it's working out we're getting there good good <laughs> yeah. good good and um um what the lockdown eases what then happens to you you know when the lockdown eases well hopefully i'll be rolling my suitcase into another hotel room back on tour but yeah well, i see i see some of your videos where you just <laughs> arrived at the hotel and you you, you have your you have your suitcase <laughs> i found myself doing it so much i just made it into a series you know and i had yeah. one like multi-screen i think there was about yeah, 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 yeah. suitcases going <laughs> because yeah I, I i love it i was touring a lot so, yeah tell me about your live performances <laughs> what do you miss about it Oh man, it's it's the audience, isn't it? It's the, it's that feeling of, because I'm very lucky. I play in front of thousands of people. You know, mm -hmm. I don't mind. I do small gigs as well. But sometimes yeah. you suddenly find I'm at WOMAD or whatever, and it's like mm -hmm. twenty thousand people, and and um, rather than being nervous, mm -hmm. they're a little bit of nervous. That that um, synergy or whatever you want to call it with an yeah. audience, as, as you know, engagement yeah. with an audience. <laughs> You know that that is that's what we live for. Performance, mm -hmm. get that feedback to see people doing whatever it is, whether they're dancing or mm -hmm. clapping or just close their eyes and going like that. Whatever mm -hmm. you know that you're touching them, and and mm -hmm. also your performance is affected by seeing them because yeah, I'll do this anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to know that this thing that I'm enjoying. Oh right, you're enjoying it too. Wow, that that that, that makes me want to work harder. So mm -hmm. so that two way thing so important and when you don't have that it's um it's it's hard <laughs> how do you know how do you know that they're enjoying it is they do they how do they react to you do they dance or do they sing yeah or? actually depends on which country and after a while i've worked out certain countries <laughs> that don't respond but then when you speak to them afterwards oh that was changed my life for <laughs> like, but you were just sitting there um i don't know i should name countries because that we could get into stereotypes yeah, but there's but, certain yeah. countries is in the northern hemisphere where yeah, the yeah. people don't apparently seem to be responding and yeah. they absolutely loved it and mm. then the obvious places where you know people show their emotions so yeah. you know what's going on with that yeah, and you also yeah. know if they don't like it they're going to throw something at you but uh, you know free expression <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and so, uh, I, I hear you because i've been to places where i have performed and I at times don't get the reaction that I expect. I get I expect loud laughs. I don't get it. And then <laughs> I would say that there are some middle class areas I've been to where they're so rich that you know they don't they don't fart. They don't want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they just see you like a walk of art that they want to admire, like Picasso. That's right. Yes, yeah, they've come to look at you. They come to look yeah. at you, and then as you're about to leave, oh my God, you changed my life. That was fantastic. And you're thinking, what? <laughs> Uh, so that's, yeah. that's um that's really interesting so next question in terms of because uh, what happens in the comedy industry especially if you're not on tour yet uh mm. is that you go through the comedy promoters to book you and um, for events do you have something right. similar in the talking drum industry or how do you get gigs yeah how do you get gigs is by knowing people yeah. you know when i think of my best gigs that got me and then as soon as you get one the main thing is as soon as you get one that one thing just don't don't f it up and you'll get another and then you're in oh, oh. but how do you get it you just get it by putting yourself out there by just going mm. you know so if you're a singer you go to open mic nights if you're you just 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 go out be seen mm. 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 you know and get good practice yeah. practice your instrument get good and 
don't be too difficult to work with. <laughs> Turn up on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't have an attitude. Yeah, don't have a go. silly attitude. But also, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. let people push you around and say, "You oh, are sorry, I've, I only got five pounds." Sorry, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, you, yeah. you've got to get paid. Yeah, yeah. Although, actually, you know, when I first started, I'd be happy to just I'd do it for nothing. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. You have to, yeah. you have to start from somewhere. Let's talk about yeah. your name. Uh, and what's really interesting when I look at your website, I so I know you're Richard. But you're also Olatunde Baker, and the way the Olatunde is not necessarily spelled, but there are some I don't know what they are, but they look like yeah, me on the, the, the yeah the tonal marks yeah the tonal marks what 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 are those? That's for the okay that's the because this is a tonal language so the letter O mm -hmm. is O but if it's mm -hmm. got a dot underneath it's O mm -hmm. okay. okay so. And then the, the the tone that goes. This is interesting because I'm uh, also a Yoruba student. As much as I do all this, I still okay. have lessons, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like teaching somebody. Uh, so the uh, the the accents that go up point um, from from the bottom left to right going up. Mm -hmm. That's a high tone. Mm -hmm. If it has no accents above a letter, that means it's a mid tone. Mm -hmm. And if the accent starts from the left at the top and goes down, then it's a low tone. So wow. so you see the name or Ola tunde, so it's not ola tunde. Yeah. Ola tunde, you know. So 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 that's okay. that guides you in in um, pronouncing it. Okay. And what and what does that mean? How is that different from babatunde? Babatunde, yeah. Babatunde is, is father returns. Ola tunde, ola is is um, wealth in a quite a sort of wide sense. Wealth, you know, it could be money, it could be wisdom, it could be so many things. So mm -hmm. ola. Ola, and then Tunde is the return of, comes back. Uh, that's actually my, uh, it's, it's in my family name, you know, grandfather's name, okay. my uncle's name as well. Okay. And uh, it means wealth has returned. Okay, okay. It's almost like, it, it's, it's sort of like, it's a little bit like a kind of reincarnation thing. You know, when you mm. say mother has returned or son has returned, it's like, oh, mm. that, that child, you're naming them after their ancestor. Mm. And they're gonna take upon some characteristics of that person you know okay so yeah it's a lot of in the meanings of the names meanings of the names um, mm. so on, on the basis that you you if i heard you correctly you started playing the drums when you came here now is that correct yeah no i was born here pretty cool remember pretty cool english okay but... okay so do you, do you have okay i thought i thought well, i don't know why i thought I knew you were born here, but I thought maybe you went back like I did. You, so you've never been back to Nigeria? Not to live. No, I've, I've been to, obviously I've been to Nigeria and I learned some stuff drumming there as well. But most of the time it's here. Yeah. So, no, so, so the question now is, so you're, you're what you call a diasporian talking drummer. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you went back and you played the drum to those, you know, Yoruba talking drummers who, you know, with all their history, how do you think they will respond? Would they... Well, I have, I have. Oh, excellent. And, and, and... They, they, they love it because they, you know, they obviously they're shocked. Uh, okay. Uh, but then they also know that I'm not doing it for a novelty. They know that I'm serious about it, and yeah. I'm, I'm not bad at it. I'm not bad at it. So, so they, they kind of like it. Oh you know? wow! They, wow. they will, they will laugh in in out of surprise you know okay. so because um, the reason i'm the reason i'm asking this question is especially for um people who were born here who've never gone back home they're mm. always seen as almost like foreigners it, you know even though you're you're, you're oh, nigerian they, they you, mm. you know and it's how they it's how they you 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 can feel it at times that they not that they don't accept you they just ask yeah i know you go boy you know you're an, you're an englishman yeah, of course. yeah and even, yeah yeah I can tell from the way you walk, even even you with with your your complexion, from the way you walk. As soon as you get off the plane, they they know you. There's no point pretending. That <laughs> no, they call me they call me Ajay Butter. You know, even even when I was in yeah, Nigeria, when when I went back, it was I, I was called Ajay Butter, and before I left, look, it's been it has been fantastic. It is obvious that we we enjoyed uh, enjoyed talking to you because uh, we've yeah. gone past an hour. You know, an hour just goes that quickly um this is your opportunity to uh let my viewers and listeners know where to find you and for you to sell your your your, your business or your product or whatever it is where your social media handles where can they find you um do you do online 
um, events as well where people can come and watch. Yes, yeah, um, or you know, the online lessons. Yeah, so it's www. Yes, Richard Olatunde, O L A T U N D E dot com. Richard Olatunde dot com. Yeah, um, that's that's where from my website you can see, you know, okay. all my social media as well. Oh, yeah. Social medias as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, this has been, this has been great. Um, I haven't um, um, spoken to my cabinet ministers yet, but I will say this, I will let them know Monday morning that I have appointed you officially as my official talking drummer for last week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want you to, if you don't mind, playing us out. And oh, should, sure. uh, yeah, just play something powerful. Yeah, I'll say goodbye. I'll say I want to Okay, okay. okay. so much <laughs> i've almost felt like getting up and dancing but i'm still yeah, feeling a bit cold have. i should i should have we should do, <laughs> we should do a video we should do a comedy video sketch uh when the time Definitely. is right but look um richard thank you so much uh for joining me i know you've been busy so i really appreciate and this has been an education for me and my listeners and viewers from all over the world you have been listening to richard olatunde baker a nigerian UK artist, uh, instrumental, school teacher, the whole works. Uh, and it's been an education for me. I feel like I've gone back to my roots, you know, back right back to your Yorubaland, <laughs> learning a few things that I haven't <laughs> forgotten, but just to remember that I am a Yoruba man. Um, so thank you so much and uh, see you soon. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.